The story you're about to hear contains mention of torture, violence, abuse, incest, and very graphic details. Listener discretion is advised. In the 1500s, a child was born to a wealthy family in Hungary. She would grow to be a well-respected woman, head of her own household, a benefactor in the eyes of the public, and the most prolific female serial killer to date. Hey, have you heard about the Blood Countess? Hello everyone, welcome back to Hey Have You Heard About? As always, I'm your host Maddie, and joining me today is my dear friend Nicole. Hi! Hello! Okay, so if you're new to the podcast, this is basically how it works. So I take someone who hopefully has never heard of the true crime case, the ghost story, the conspiracy theory that we're going to be talking about today, and tell it to them so hopefully we get their authentic real reactions questions what have you so i'm very excited that nicole's here today because the story we have is pretty dang interesting and i um mentioned it last episode kind of teased it a little bit but we are going to be talking about another serial killer this one's uh very different from mr weepy voiced killer but i'm excited (laughs) to see uh you know what your reaction to the story is i think you might like it i was not too extreme honestly uh well i just meant my reaction okay. not the story in general because okay, i was about to say the story might be a bit extreme okay just remember your grandmother listens oh yeah absolutely hi, hi uh, mom So, as always, I like to start out the podcast with some good news and the good news for today is actually uh, made me cry a little bit. I don't know why. It's just one of those weeks where you just cry a lot. Yeah. Finals are coming up, and I'm looking at my grades, and I'm like, oh, God. Um, my grades are pretty good, except for one class, so what up? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so the title for this is Girl Born with Backward Legs Walks for the First Time Thanks to Strangers Funding Miracle Surgery. What hmm. do we think about that? It's a long title. Hmm. Hmm. I actually remember, like, reading about her a good while ago and, like, watching a video of her walking with, like, backwards legs. And I was like, boy. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, it's been a long time since, like, watching that video and Mm -hmm. seeing it. So, I mean, I guess it's good for her legs to be walking right. I think it's very good that she can walk no Correct. i mean like the video that i saw she could like still walk mm-hmm. but like she walked with her knees bent backwards oh i got and you and so it was like well how old like was she how old was, was the girl in the video because uh, this this might be a different girl oh uh, then probably <laughs> um well let's let me explain the story and then we can figure it out because there was a video attached to the article i just didn't watch it because i didn't have time oh. but so this girl's name was victoria I'm not even going to attempt the last name because it's Polish. Um, Oh, yeah, no. (laughs) Okay. That's not the girl I saw. Okay, gotcha. (laughs) Um, Well, Victoria was born with bilateral tibial uh, hemilia. Hemilia? I don't know how to say that. But basically, it's like she had deformed legs and missing bones uh, when she was born. 
she's three year old, three years old at the time that the story was written, which it was published today. So she's probably three years old. Um, so when she was growing up in Poland, I think she was growing up. I wrote it down somewhere in this notebook of mine, if I can find the page. She was born in Norwich, Poland, so that's where she was. And the doctors there said that she, her only option was amputation of both of her legs. Otherwise, you know, she would just live a life of sitting down and not doing anything, really. Which is kind mm. of a sad life. Yeah, the one that I saw, like, from... It wasn't, like, the pelvic bone, but it was, like, both legs and, like, the feet were turned backwards. Right. And so it was, like, walking. But it was, like, kind of like dinosaurs and their legs, mm-hmm. some of them, where they, like, the legs fold in. Backwards, yeah. And so with them, like, walking, their legs were, like, kind of like a sideways v yeah the opposite of like normal legs right and they got around just fine from the video i mean that's good and so that's cool it was just crazy um but so yeah so the only option that she had all her doctors said was that they were like ah we gotta amputate your legs otherwise you know you're just and you're just gonna have a bad life because of that and her family was like no (laughs) don't want to do that that's not a good idea so they did some digging and they found one surgeon in florida who was like, yeah, bring her on over here. We'll fix her up. She'll be fine. You know, let's do it. So they were like, oh, cool. How much is it going to be? And the surgeon was like, $235,000. And the family was like, oh, God, that's really expensive. And we don't have that money. Um, So I believe they started like a GoFundMe to help raise money. So a bunch of strangers all raised money to help the family to get them to the... Haley Institute in West Palm Beach, Florida. I always think GoFundMe's are, like, pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. Because, like, anyone can make them, and there's, like, a million GoFundMe pages out there, mm-hmm. and it's, like, how do you decide which one you're gonna go fund? And then, what, like, how can you tell if it's real or not? I think they had, like, a video of her... I, I Again, like, I don't 100% know... If it was a GoFundMe, all it really said was, like, a bunch of strangers, and I would assume GoFundMe would be where you would do that. But I bet they had, like, a video of her walking, or, you know, in her um, walker talking, talking about her story and stuff like that. That's what I would imagine they did. Yeah. If I were them, that's what I would have done. Been like, hey, this is actually real. Here's our kid. She's going to say something. I'm a kid. Help me get to Florida. All right, cool. Um... So the doctor, Dr. I don't know how to say his first name. It's D-R-O-R. So pronounce that as you will. Um, But Dr. Paley said that he could fix her left leg, but the right leg was going to need a prosthetic. And the family was like, yeah, sure, let's go. So last year she had her first nine-hour operation in July. And a few months later she had a second one in November And then two days after that surgery, she was walking by herself. Well, not by herself, with a walker. But I think that's really cool. I just, I don't know. These kinds of stories always make me smile and really happy. And it's like, oh, yay. We did it. Two days after? Two days, I know. Well, you got to think about, like, you know, surgery takes a long time. Yeah, but 
therapy and stuff gets started immediately after surgery, especially with stuff like this, you know? Yeah, but walking with a walker, like, by yourself in two days. I'm like, sure she had, like, support well, around people, her. People like, yeah, like a hip replacement, and they ain't walking by themselves with a walker in two days. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about hip replacements. Um, but, yeah, two days later, she was walking. Now uh, that the article has been written, she's officially back at home, and not only can she walk, but she can run and she can play sports all by herself. No assistant, re- no assistance required. Well, I'm glad that she's gonna have a long, full life. Yeah, she even starts school in September. That was the last thing they said in the article, and I was like, "Oh, cute, love that." Um, in September. In September, yeah, they're different over there. Okay, because I was like. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Wouldn't that be amazing if we started in September? Oh, beautiful. All right. So that's enough good news. Um, we're going to launch into our top story for this evening. Let me think of a segue. I didn't really think of one before. Um, vampires. What do you, What's your opinion on vampires? They ain't real. <laughs> they ain't real. That's true. Uh, well, this one might... Fun fact, vampire bats just eat fruit. Really? And, like, insects. Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. I thought they drank, yeah. like, cow's blood or something. No. No? Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All the zoos that have told me, they just eat insects and fruit. Huh. Well, you learn something new. I Hey, have I heard about? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, vampires are not real. Obviously. Or are they? Hey, Nicole... Obviously, we're not. <laughs> hey, Nicole. Have you heard about the blood countess? Oh, is that the one that bathes in blood? <sighs> bum, bum, bum. Oh, the first one. <laughs> oh, dang. Well, we're no, going to talk okay, about so it anyway. Like, I love those kind of stories. Uh-huh. And so I've read like quite a bit about it. Okay, so we can actually have a discussion instead yeah. of you just... Okay, so this is a first. <laughs> wow, episode seven. <laughs> dang. All right, guys. Lucky thanks for listening. Seven. Follow the Twitter uh, for new updates. No, I'm just kidding. Um, this <laughs> might actually be pretty fun because we can actually have a whole discussion about her because she is real interesting. She really is. She super very much is. Okay, so everyone that doesn't know about the Blood Countess, she was an actual countess in Hungary who, for a span of several years, I think, um, did some pretty pretty bad stuff uh, to her servants, and we're going to talk about that later. Um, so her name is Elizabeth Bathory. She was born August 7th in 1560 in Hungary, and her family was super prominent, very wealthy. She had amazing education, a great upbringing. She spoke Hungarian. She had servants. Come on now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's true. Um, she spoke Hungarian, Greek, Latin, German, all this fancy stuff. So, I mean, she was obviously, like, super well off already from the very start. I mean, she was living the dream life. Obviously. As much as you could as a woman in, in 1500s. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the only problem was that she was a very sick child uh, growing up. We don't have official record of this. We do know she was sick. We don't have official record of this in particular, though. Um, her parents were first cousins, supposedly. So that led to... That's obviously why she's sick. Yeah, some weird... <laughs> sicknesses uh she was epileptic she was very prone to extremely violent 
seizures. Uh, so, you know, we all know what happens when you're epileptic, I would hope. Um, so another thing, actually we'll get into the rest of her family later on. Um, as a child, she was exposed to a lot of atrocities, obviously. Um, her, her father was really bad towards the servants. Supposedly, she saw um, a man who had stolen something from him. As punishment, he was sewn into the body of a horse. And when she saw it happening, she laughed at it. She was like, ha ha. Fun I'm just time. trying to imagine a man sewn into a horse, like. How do you do like that? Onto a horse. I'm trying to. Well, no, into a horse. Oh, into it. Yeah. I don't know how you would do something like that, but they found a way. So there you go. Hmm. Hmm. Um. So that was probably the worst of things. Well, the worst rumor that she saw um she saw servants beating regularly and after a while as she grew up it seemed that she was drawn to violence probably because her uncle supposedly taught her satanism and her aunt taught her sadomasochism so what's that um i didn't know if you had brought anything well sadomasochism is like extreme violence like it means that you ha- you're having fun while you're inflicting torture on someone, basically. To my understanding, based on multiple Criminal Minds episodes, uh, that's what it <laughs> means. <laughs> okay. um, so if you're wrong, correct me in the comments if you're listening on YouTube or something. Uh, or if I'm wrong. Um, so all of this is happening around her as a child. She's like, you know to violence she's seeing violence she's being taught violence she's growing up you know great education but all of this is happening around her so yeah obviously well were you gonna say something oh well it just kind of reminded me of something that was taught in school where it's like nature versus nurture right because like in the very beginning she is like this great like childhood and she could like kind of become something Mm -hmm. a little bit more than this and then her environment at home is very like negative and so she becomes like a negative person even though she had this potential in like outside right of her like home so i don't know i know that there have been like tons of studies Uh uh-huh where I know that, like, certain traits are passed down, but mm. this is one that could have been skipped. Yeah. I think it's that's an interesting question in regards to her, because, like, not only in her childhood was she taught, like, violence, but, like, and we'll talk about this later, but in her marriage, too, she was, like, shown how to do these violent acts and things like that. So it makes you wonder if, you know, I think, honestly... She, Elizabeth might be the best nature versus nurture example I can think of. Like, was she born this way because she was drawn to violence? Or was she just surrounded by so much of it? You know, she just became like that. I think that's a really interesting question. Thank you. Good job. Well, <laughs> um, so yeah, speaking of her husband, she was engaged. Uh, and this is a... Hungarian name. I forgot what it was. (laughs) Hungarian name, so I'm going to butcher it. Um, 
she was engaged to this guy who he was 15 at the time um and named how old was she she was 10 so it wasn't too much it still makes me kind of you know like, she's 10 <laughs> yeah but it's still bad yeah um so his name is Fernrich Nadasti something like that I don't know um but he was they were engaged to be married and his family was a lot less well off than hers so when they did get married um like five years later or something uh he took her name so he became Frederick Bathory I'm very surprised that like her father agreed to that because of their status right because you know they always try and like marry up mm-hmm. or like marry equally never like married down right and so with him not being as well off or the same status as she is like I'm very surprised that he agreed to that well I think they were the same status I just think the family wasn't as wealthy as Elizabeth's were and I I think it's not the same status okay like well I mean like if you're thinking like they weren't peasants obviously she wouldn't marry a peasant yeah but I mean I feel like at that time they probably had to pay like something to marry them Mm -hmm. because i know that like that still kind of happens today for certain cultures but i mean if he's not as well off as they are then i feel like they're not the same status right and so yeah you might not be a servant but you're not you're still beneath the same as us yeah okay i kind of get what you're saying um i just thought it was really interesting that you know, and th- we'll see this kind of, I don't want to say theme because it's not a, it's not a story, but we'll see this kind of um, flow throughout her life of like men, you know, submitting to her in some ways, kind of. And the first instance, I think, was that the fact that her husband did take her last name. So already it feels like she's kind of got, you know, some sort of power in the marriage that other women might not have had. Um, so, yeah, so... Uh, at when they finally did get married about five years later, so Elizabeth was 15 when they got married, um, they were gifted a castle, which I'm not even going to attempt to say because that's a bunch of letters that probably by not her be. father. Well, actually, it was by um, the husband's family who gifted her this castle. They were oh. like, Thanks for marrying uh, our son. Please See, have this castle. That's, that's the gift. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Um, maybe that's why they didn't have as much money because they kept giving away castles. Who knows? <laughs> you know, um, it's not very good budgeting. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, but so it was very gothic, very, you know, out in the middle of nowhere, kind of. They had a lot of land, though. So, I mean, they still stayed very, you know, well off, very rich uh, throughout their marriage, pretty much. Um, and Elizabeth actually oversaw pretty much all of that all of the wealth all of the land all of the castle she was in charge of it all because her husband was constantly away um this was at the time of like a war where the ottomans were invading and europe was like oh those ottomans and yeah they tried to put a stop to it um so i know we we talked about how her husband taught her some violent ways uh he was really good at fighting against the Ottomans. So good, in fact, that he was nicknamed the Black Knight of Hungary. 
and with that title came the idea that he was extremely violent. Um, there's a myth uh, that before they got married, Elizabeth had had an affair and a child with a peasant, and her husband had him castrated and then thrown to the dogs. So, if that myth is to be uh, believed, we have another very violent, very, you know, sadistic person in Elizabeth's life, basically. Any thoughts about her husband? Uh, I mean... So, the part about, like, him being nicknamed that, Mm -hmm. I mean, it's during a war... You have to do what you got to do. Right. And so, I mean, it's not like everyone can be Captain America and... Or Captain Hungry. Right. <laughs> and uh, make Just it where, like, he doesn't really hurt anyone, but he still, like, saves the day. Right. And so it's kind of more realistic where you're defending what your nation believes need to be fended mm-hmm. for. And so it's not really, like... You can't really be punished for that because, I mean, it's just like us signing up for the military and being told by the nation what to do. Right. And so, and the second part, I understand him being upset because, like, they were betrothed to be together and that's, like, kind of like law for them mm-hmm. but it's a little much <laughs> uh, uh i would i would think it's a little much yeah, yeah. uh just a tad you know yeah. i wouldn't necessarily you know want to th- there's someone to the dogs exactly yeah while they're still alive that's uh yeah not the best in my yeah. personal opinion um but so the husband actually he was so aggressive and like i know i know you said like he's probably taking orders and everything like that but he um was basically just so aggressive about everything he he took you know he went too far in i mean certain it's cases, one thing right? to like be aggressive on the battlefield yeah and because you're also like protecting your own life right and so but but i mean when when I'm talking, like, when they had prisoners, he would just do horrible, bloody things to them. He wouldn't just kill them. He would just massacre them, basically. I mean, even today, like, we don't know what all goes on Mm -hmm. because they try and keep, like, lots of things secret in the government. But I also feel like that's for our well-being. Right. Just because, like, if we found out what all is going on. Mm Mm-hmm then there'd be, like, an uproar right. for everyone. Well, obviously, yeah. In the yeah. whole world. Right. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it's not like it's not happening today. Mm-hmm. And so I just think it's crazy that, like, it's happening then and it's happening now. Yeah, for sure. Um, so while he was away, not at the castle or whatever, he would send Elizabeth back uh, gifts from the Ottoman Empire. So increasing their wealth exponentially because he's constantly sending like hey here's this thing that i got while i was away i mean he was a pretty smart dude you know i don't know if he was really smart for agreeing to marry elizabeth but here we are talking about it you know 500 something years later well i mean Um, he he didn't know all this stuff was gonna happen later on i mean that's true yeah well 
I feel like we'll get into it. Well, um, he's aggressive. She's aggressive. You mm-hmm. know, everything's great. Right, right, right. <laughs> um, so some people suspect that when he was home, he taught Elizabeth methods of inflicting pain on others. So, like, they didn't, you know, they weren't lovey-dovey, like, oh, my God, I'm so happy you're home. It was like as soon as he got home. She was like, all right, let's go to the torture chamber. I've got some servants down there. We're going to have a great time. It's going to be a lot of fun. Welcome home. We can have hey, dinner. that might be their, like, I mean, that's how they bonded, time. yeah. And so, I mean, who are we to judge? Well, I think we <laughs> should judge, personally. I think we should judge very much. Well, I just meant, like, you said that they're not all lovey-dovey. Mm-hmm. Glad you're home. But, I mean, that might be how they're, like... Oh, I'm so glad you're home. Let's spend time together. And so by I mean, killing people, I'm not saying that that's <laughs> the good part. I'm just saying like that is my how they show their affection. Okay. To each other. Okay. Gosh, All I'm right. not a bad person. I promise. I don't <laughs> kill people. <laughs> well, I would hope not. It's a weird time to make a confession on this. You know, well, little it's podcast. for your reader. That's your true. Readers. My readers, your listeners, everyone reading out there. <laughs> um, okay, oh God, so. <laughs> So, like I said, uh, while he was away, Elizabeth was in charge of the estates, and she, like, did it really well, and people were like, ooh, look at you, girl. They didn't say that. They said it in, like, old Hungarian or something, but they were like, wow. Your husband should run this. (laughs) That's what some people were saying, for sure. (laughs) Um, But she was like, I got, you know, I want it. I got it. And she's like, I've. You know, got this castle. I've got this land. Head? Look that at these. <laughs> I have kids now. She had four children actually with um her husband. Uh, so wouldn't you low key hate to be them? I I would honestly. Is that counting the one that she, she rumoredly she had? gave that one away? Oh. Either okay, I read that she had either given it away or she had it killed, or her husband had it killed. So either way, it ain't in the picture. It's no not in the picture anymore. Um. So she had four children, and while they were growing up, while the children were in the house, and while her husband was, was away, she would torture young servant girls just because she could. Which, and we'll talk about more of this later, but, you know, there, it, it's, th- this time period's really weird, because this was before we had, like, don't hurt servants, because they're humans, and, like, that obviously. That really happen until, like recently <laughs> a couple decades yeah ago. <laughs> um but like they they some servant you know inflicting pain on servants wasn't really like oh like how could you do this this is terrible it's not taboo to e- do exactly so it happened frequently but apparently it happened so much in elizabeth's castle that people started to spread rumors they started to talk they started to being like oh where's my daughter oh she's at elizabeth's castle oh no you know, people started to be a bit concerned about what was going on up there. Um, so now we're in 1601, and there was a woman that joined the household. Her name was Anna, and it was rumored that she was a witch. So not only do we have extreme violence now, we've got witchcraft going on, supposedly, in this lovely castle in Hungary. Um... Once she joined the household, Elizabeth supposedly changed drastically. She became more sadistic. And if she wasn't killing before, this was 
this is the point when historians can say like this is when she started to kill people for this sure. This is her turning point. Exactly. This is her trigger to make her into the legend that she is today. Um, so she was responsible, of course, for the deaths of several servants at this time. Obviously. I read that, like, total. It was, like, they can't count, like, mm-hmm. completely, like, all the numbers just because of how long ago yeah, it there was. was. And, yeah, but no records. It was, like, over 130 girls. Yes. I mean, it, it's a lot for sure. And this was before we even like hit that number. This was just in the beginning stages as well. I also read that like it all kind of started. Oh, wait. Do you have that part? Or you want me to... I don't know. You, you, okay. We'll, we'll... So the one that I read, it said that it all kind of started was when she like hit one of her like servant girl, like younger servant girls. Uh-huh. And she like got their blood on her. And she liked how it made her skin feel and she felt like it was like kind of had these powers somewhat Mm -hmm. to make her like young again yeah i hadn't heard that story i didn't come across that in research that's really interesting i mean i guess you'd have to figure it out somehow yeah (laughs) i guess that's the one i read yeah (laughs) um so yeah so it was not wikipedia by the way oh yeah (laughs) i never go to wikipedia for this kind of stuff who knows what's on there um, so a lot of the, you know, servants, obviously she like was running out of servants at one point. So she was like, oh, I need new servants. Peasants, send me your daughters. And they were like, okay, go make some money for us, honey. And then the daughter was like, yeah, okay, I'll go make some money. And then they never hear from her again. Um, because, you know, young girls just started to disappear from the town. Basically they were like, uh, oh no, where are they all going? We should investigate. But, you know, the police or the, I guess the equivalent to police and I the priests say, and everything. They have police at this yeah, time. Yeah, the soldiers, the police, or the priests, the kings, they were like, uh, well, you guys are just peasants, so we're not going to warrant an investigation. So they're like, okay. Um, they, they just don't matter. <laughs> exactly. So around this time like i said there were rumors going around and people finally started to notice that if you were a young girl and you walked into elizabeth's castle most likely you weren't going to come out alive so they were like what's going on why is so many people dying over there blah 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 and elizabeth was like oh like everyone's dying of cholera we have a cholera problem you know that little thing no big deal no big deal Um, So that was kind of the excuse that she used as to why she kept hiring more people and why more people continued to disappear and blah, blah, blah. Um, So a few years later in 1604, her husband died and this was Elizabeth was 44 at the time. So I had actually just thought about like, what did she do when her husband was there? Like, did she just continue doing this? Oh, I don't I mean, I would assume they did it together, you know? I don't know, because, like, the thing that I read was that, like, she would literally, like, bathe in the blood. Yeah. And so, like, she would just fill up a bathtub and take a bath mm-hmm. and, then, like, these young girls' blood. Yeah. Virgin's blood is what I read. Yeah. Specifically. Yeah. yeah. And so, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I just think it's crazy that, like, if her husband was there, that he let her do this. Yeah. Well, I mean, I... 
Okay, I guess we can go ahead and talk about the blood thing. <laughs> Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Um, a lot of sources that I encountered said that that was actually just a myth started in 1700s by a monk who was retelling, like, he was writing the story down. And nowhere in, like, the prior records does it say that she bathed in blood. So it's kind of like... Is it true? Yeah. Is it not true? Because when she was inevitably... And she does, don't worry. Inevitably um, caught. And, you know, people testified against her. That never came up. It was never like, ooh, I saw Mistress bathing in blood. You know, but I did find a source that said that she... I also she, feel like she might have done it closeted. Well, like, obviously. Not, yeah, if she I had really done it. she was, like, caught in a bath. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> if she had done it, you know, I can see her doing it behind, you know, closed doors. But... Again, you have to think, like, maybe she, she would have had to have somebody, like, take the pail of blood and take it upstairs and put it in the bathtub. And, you know, there would have been a lot of steps in between her just getting in, locking the door and getting in the bathtub. Um, what was I going to say? But, yeah, like, I saw one source said, speaking about, like, youth and stuff, uh, one source said that one reason she might have done something like this was that uh, one of her witch friends, yes, I said friends, she had at least three witch friends. Um, what kind of squad is that? That's know, right? wild. Um, one of her friends told her, I know your husband's dead, but you're going to see him eventually when you die as well. And you want to look young and pretty because otherwise he's not going to love you in the afterlife. So if you bathe in the blood of virgins... He'll stay young forever. And I just like... I mean, he probably didn't look the best either. I mean, I wouldn't think so. You know? I think he died of like a heart attack, so he didn't have a bloody death. But I'm sure like... It's all those pigs. Oh, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I, I... And I think that's so interesting that that... I mean, obviously our culture gravitates towards that specific attribute of her just probably because of like how gory it sounds yeah how weird and like out there it sounds yeah because like criminal minds and all the cop shows mm -hmm. that like american horror story did it too with um lollery uh yeah. you know remember she and i don't know yeah. the, is, is this a spoiler i don't know it's been out for a few years yeah, was like um she like would lollery was an actual woman who i refuse to talk about because i do not want to talk about her because she's the worst person but she like would hurt Compared to everyone else well i don't know lollery <laughs> that she's a whole other monster that i refuse to acknowledge most of the time um but she like in the show she would cut her servants use a, a really ornate dramatic uh sacrificial looking kind of goblet because it's american horror story and we need it to be extra uh, and collect their blood and then use it on her face in order to help her look young because her husband was Fix cheating. Those sprinkles. Yeah. Her husband was having affairs and she was like, oh, if I look young, then it's fine. And it's honestly my favorite part of the show because the rest of the season is just kind of, uh, you know, whatever. I also feel like at that point of time, as long as he doesn't leave you, you're fine. Oh, yeah. Because, like, it's different from now because, like, you can work. You make your own money. You're mm -hmm. fine. But, like, then, if they divorce you... Uh-oh. You got a problem. Uh-huh. Yeah. Different times, different places, different people. Uh, scary different people. Different morals. Different morals, yeah. Um, but, so, I just think that that's really interesting that people gravitate towards this image of, like, 
this beautiful woman just bathing in a bath of blood. Like it's pretty great. It, it's to think about. it's very like when I searched it. <laughs> when I searched blood countess, the amount of just art of just like oh no, it was bad. Not. It was oh my god. You guys need to f- get a hobby. Um, that's not drawing. That's not drawing that specifically. <laughs> um, okay, so yeah, so we've got the big elephant in the room out of the way. Um, so after her husband died, she was like, oh, I have, you know, free all of reign. What? <laughs> said free oh, reign. That's true. She's like, I have all of this at my disposal. I don't have a husband I have to report to anymore. Let's go, ladies. And she just became extremely, you know, exponentially more sadistic as time went on. Now that she didn't have someone to kind of rein her in a bit. You know, I feel like the husband was like, he was pretty bad, but he was also like, all right, we Calm still need now. servants. You know, we can't kill all of them. Um, so she had 400 servant girls in her charge at the time of his death. And now she had official control over all of them. So life for them became absolute hell. Absolute. It was, um, well, worse than they already were, you know. Yeah. So now... Like I said, the staff became replaceable. They lured girls from nearby villages in. And once they killed the girls, the bodies were disposed of with wolves. So they would just yeet the bodies out uh, from the castle walls. And they let the wolves do their dirty work. You know, like, here you go, puppy. Have fun. Go for it. Um, But I will say that they, for some people, they did uh, bury them in shallow graves. Like, in the courtyard. You know, the most obvious place to bury bodies. So, great planning. Good job, everybody. I wonder why that, like, those people were so special. I don't know. I feel like maybe they were, like, maybe it's, like, some weird ceremonial thing. Like, oh, you were here the longest. Or, oh, I kind of liked you. You weren't terrible. Yeah. You know? Because I think when you throw someone to the, the wolves or the dogs... That's kind of being like, uh, I hate you. I don't even know your name. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> um, so you're probably thinking to yourself, what? Let me try that sentence again. <laughs> so you're probably <laughs> thinking to yourself, what was I thinking to myself? You're probably thinking to yourself, why, you know, what caused all of this? Why were so many servant girls treated this way? Like I said, it was a different time, so obviously they're going to be treated poorly anyway. But, um... Historians believe that Elizabeth chose who she was going to torture and murder if they, like, if a servant girl even messed up slightly. So, one example that one of my sources gave was if a servant girl, you know, was sewing something for her and she messed up a single stitch, um, Elizabeth would take her to her torture chamber and she would stab her with sewing needles under her fingernails and toenails so not just you know stabbing on skin it's it's fun fact i like used to slow slow (laughs) so all the time Mm -hmm. and i've had that happen to myself and i just want to like testimony to this that this is like the worst pain Mm -hmm. in history Mm -hmm. ever Mm mm-hmm it's and not only that she would like take small not hammers but something to sort of nail them in and 
according to records, she would say stuff like, you know, and I'm sorry, this is strong language. I'm just repeating what she said. But she said, if the whore can take out the needles, then she should. And so the servant would try to, you know, lift a hand and try to get a needle out from under her fingertips. And Elizabeth would just cut off, back well, in. cut off the finger that was trying to take the needle out. So, so what's the point of even saying it? <laughs> I mean, like, it was all psychological torture, mostly. That's what she, you know, really loved was just to be like, hey, like, if you can do this, then you don't have to feel pain anymore. But then, like, it's even more pain. You know? It's, she, like I said, she's a messed up individual. There was another story that I read where she would take oil-soaked um, cloth and... I guess she had a thing for toenails and fingernails, but she would put it in between, you know, toenails and fingernails of servants and she would light it on fire and she would just watch him, you know, run around trying to put it out when there was no water nearby. And that was just for fun. So you can imagine if someone actually like made her angry what they would do. And I don't want to go into all that because it's really messed up because we're not going to do that. But just based on these examples... I mean, can you see what kind of person she supposedly was? It's like, whoa. She's not the best. <laughs> no, she's not the best. Um, oh. But is she the worst? Well, <laughs> we'll get into that. Um, so another thing that she supposedly did, I forgot to mention, here's another example. She supposedly at one point got so angry with somebody that she bit the flesh off of their face. Like a, just a chunk of flesh. Just That's gone. Gross. That is very gross. It's not ideal at all. Can you imagine, like, if, if a visitor comes to the castle and you're the, the person that this happened to and you've just got a chunk missing out of your face, like, what are you supposed to say? See, that's what gets me you is, like... Don't, don't draw attention to I mean, it. I guess, but, like, what did the servants say when Elizabeth had guests over and the servants were, or the people were like, why... Why, uh, why you got, uh, uh, burned fingers? Why are you missing a finger? Why are you missing a hand? Why, why do you have a chunk of flesh out of your face? You know, like, I, I, I don't understand why people didn't say anything, you know? Because there's yeah. treating people bad, you know, servants. But then there's, like, I'm making a face you guys can't see, but I'm, like, waving my <laughs> arms and making a face. I was like, they can't it's see like, you. <laughs> I know, I know. One day we'll get a camera in here. But oh it's like, you know... Did no one be like, hey, what are you doing to these people? Yeah. Stop it, you know? So we've already talked about the uh, the, the bathtub legend. Um, but some people think this legend originated from the fact that the torture chamber was covered in blood, which the servants, after they were tortured, they would have to clean up themselves. So it's their blood that they're cleaning up, basically. Um, so... Don't worry, guys. There's a lot of blood involved in this story, so it's she's still called the put, blood like, countess. A disclaimer in the beginning. Oh, I did. Don't worry. Okay. You weren't here for that part. Oh, sorry. Ha ha ha. Um, <laughs> thinking one step ahead. Uh, so, like I said, she um supposedly bathed in blood because she wanted to stay young for her husband when she eventually died and saw him once again in heaven. Which they definitely ain't going to heaven They right probably now. aren't in heaven. It's fine. I hope they aren't. Um, if I get there one day and I see them, I'm going to have a talk with God. <laughs> like, yo, God. 
my man what's going on <laughs> what's up um i know you forgive a lot of people but come on <laughs> this might be a bit much um okay so in 1609 uh the rumors were finally starting to spread even more um once again the peasants were like hey this woman is killing our children and everyone else was like elizabeth She's not. I was over there a week ago. She's great. She's having a good time. Um, But the problem was that Elizabeth was running out of places to bury the bodies. Her courtyard had been full. Or was full. Um, She had her uh, confidant. She, oh, I forgot to mention. She had, like, the the quote-unquote dream team of serial killers, basically. Um... Like I said, she had a witch. Oh, yeah. She had had a witch. She had another witch. So two witches. Um, She had one one male, like, servant who was like, I I don't like women, so let's just go for it. Um, She had... And then there was another woman who... I can't remember her name, but she was, like, the one that was actually like, hey, can we chill out? You know, I don't know if this is... She was, like... She would um, regularly, like, if servants were in the torture chamber for days, she made sure they were fed and that they were somewhat well taken care of. But she still did take part in the killings and torturing. So, I mean, I don't know if that makes it any better. But she was known as, like, the less. She just made them last a little longer. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Which, you know, I'm not sure if that's good or not, but... I mean, it's good for her, but... (laughs) That's true. Um, So, she was running out of places to bury the bodies. At this time, she... Her closest confidant, Anna, also passed away from a stroke. So, there's another body she's got to bury. But the witch was dead. Ding dong. Um, (laughs) So, this was also... This year just was not good for her, because her debts also began to grow. Um... She owed a lot of money to a lot of people, and she was running out of money in order to pay those debts, even though she should have been on top of that, but that's, you know, her she fault. She ain't got budget. She ain't got budget. Um, so she decided, I'm a, you know, I need money. I need more girls to kill. I have an idea. So she opened a finishing school. It's a what? Oh, it's like, okay, so... Uh, <laughs> Here comes my I'm educator smart, but knowledge. Come on now. <laughs> uh, finishing school at that time was like where girls went, and I believe that's where they were taught like to make a table, how to be a good oh, wife, you know, okay. how to be a good. It's like home mistress ec. of the household. Yeah, home ec per, or a uh, uh, cotillion, you know, if you did that. Uh, so she did. She opened a finishing school. She was like, "Send me your children so I can I teach them about how it means to be a woman," and they were like, "Cool." Bye. There you go. <laughs> so, um, like college. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, not only did she get more victims, but she also got more money because the rich noble parents were like, here's money to ch- basically murder my children. There you go. Have fun. And Is Elizabeth that how she got like, caught? Hmm. Maybe we'll see. Well, I'm Who just thinking, knows? like, because it's going to be the noble people that, like, actually matter, and their mm-hmm. daughters are going to go missing, so it's like, hold up now. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. We can only have so much cholera at one time. With I don't only know if this you. is happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and no one else. <laughs> so, yeah. So, actually, the body count 
did get a lot higher at this point. Parents finally took notice. They were like, where is Jane? Where did Jane go? We haven't heard from she Jane in Africa a few days. Found. <laughs> Tarzan. There Tarzan. we go. <laughs> um, so they were like, we, we, we should probably look into this woman. So they finally did. They finally got the king involved. And you know when the king gets involved. It's all going down. It's all going downhill. So the king got involved and he was like, hey, a lot of nobles are coming to me saying that their daughters have gone missing after they sent uh, them to Elizabeth to go to finishing school. So maybe we should look into this because, again, like cholera isn't that great of an excuse when you've been using it for like 20 something years. Um, so he ordered an investigation and put this guy named Thurso in in charge. Now, Thurso was actually friends with Elizabeth's husband. So they had that connection. So he's like, oh, like, I know Elizabeth. Like, she's cool. Like, she didn't, you know, she doesn't do anything. She's fine. Yeah. The problem was he started actually investigating because he was like, I'll clear her name. It'll be fine. There was no way to clear her name. I want to know what he did to investigate. Um, well, I have it right here. So he interviewed Ooh. a lot of people um, around her, not necessarily in the castle, but a lot of people who, you know, had walked in and seen servants without fingers or with chunks of flesh bitten off, blah, 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 what have you. Um, he interviewed them and he uncovered dozens of witnesses who could testify against Elizabeth. So he was like, oh, so what do you think about Elizabeth? And they were all like... I think she kills people in her murder basement occasionally. And he's like, that's really weird. Maybe we should do some more digging, guys. Uh, I don't know about this. The only problem is the witnesses didn't see it. Yeah. It's all just hearsay. Right. So that's what that's the issue that he came up with. Um, so he was like, OK, I'm going to need to go deeper. I'm going to need like an actual source someone really close to Elizabeth who would be willing to testify and say like, yes or no, she did this. So he took a bold move and he contacted Elizabeth's family, her direct family. So brothers, sisters, what have you. And they said, if you can agree that Elizabeth will not be put on trial, we will testify against her because yes, she does all of this stuff. And he was like, Oh, God. I'm sorry, Elizabeth's husband. I've got to arrest your wife now. Even though you're dead. Even though you're dead. Um, so. How does that even work if she, like, doesn't go on trial? Well, they still I mean. testify against her. I guess, like, I don't know how law works 100%. But I would assume, like. So when the when the court we'll go ahead and skip ahead a little bit and we'll catch up when the court hearing and everything did happen, um, they did put her associates, her confidants on trial and they did like confirm everything that so everyone was saying. Like her, she didn't sit there. No. So that's probably what they meant by like her go on trial. Yeah. Yeah. So she like wasn't physically in the courtroom, but, you know, people did. It was. It basically just was all about her, pretty much. So she wasn't there, but it was. She was there, you know. Um, she was there in spirit. Exactly. <laughs> uh, so Thurso was like, oh, "Okay, now that we've officially got 
confirmation from close relatives that she does do these things. Let's put that to the test. Um, so in 1610, the king, uh, this was around Christmas time. We love Christmas here. Uh, the king and Thurso called, didn't call, sent, what are they? Doves or pigeons or something? They somehow oh, contacted God. her. And they were like, hey, can we come over and have dinner? And she was like, yes, absolutely. You're the king and my my dead husband's best friend. Of course you may come over. So they did. The problem was Elizabeth became very suspicious because she's like, the king doesn't call out of nowhere. Yeah. Something's going on. So they went and dined at the castle and Elizabeth served them a cake. That, I know, cake, first of all. Um, Let them. She didn't even say that, honest Mm-mm. to God. Like, she should have. <laughs> I feel like she should have. You know. Um, well, the person that like it supposedly was Marie said Antoinette, by, right? They like she wasn't the smartest, but she actually like really didn't say that. Yeah. And so I feel like Elizabeth. If Elizabeth were to have a catchphrase, she should be the one attributed to this because uh, when the king and Thurzo took a bite of the cake. It tasted very strange, and it immediately made them sick. So some people suspect that she had poisoned the cake in order to stop the investigation from eventually arresting her. Which is a pretty bold mood move if you're... The king. Yeah, exactly. So she was going for it. She was ready. Um, so... We're going to flash forward to New Should Year's... Should we blame it on when a servant's trying to kill That's the king? That's true, I guess, yeah. I mean, she was getting away with, like, a lot of stuff already. Why not get away with, you know, killing a king? That's nothing. <laughs> um, but so, New Year's Eve that year, um, Thurso brought all of his soldier friends, and he was like, all right, she tried to kill me. So that means that she's killed a lot of people, obviously. And I have all these testimonies, so let's go arrest her. Supposedly, now all of this, her arrest was all basically legend and history and stuff. But supposedly, that night, um, all of the soldiers, and Thurso included, while they were waiting outside her castle gates, heard her and one of her confidants, the other witch, um, cast a spell in order to protect Elizabeth and kill Thurso. They also apparently saw three mutilated girls right inside the castle gates that had not been there when the king and he went to dine, obviously. Um, That'd be cra- pretty crazy. If yeah. You were. <laughs> it's like, hey, let's walk past my, you know, our my neighbor's yeah, daughter. My <laughs> there we go. Um, have you two met? Sorry. Uh, so. That night, they they uncovered her torture chamber, and that was pretty much the nail in the coffin. They were like, okay, yeah, you're coming with us. So they did arrest Elizabeth as well as all of her confidants. They did, you know, rescue all the servants in the torture chamber that they could um, because they were like, okay, we have somebody to testify against her, so that's great. Uh, Elizabeth, from this night forward, continues to claim her innocence. She's like, I had nothing to do with this. My servants were the ones that put me up to it. They were the ones that killed all of these girls. I was afraid of them. So I didn't, you know, I had nothing to do with it at all. Was basically her argument. I'm sure it was much more eloquent than just what I said. (laughs) Um, 
So, came down to the trial. 360 people testified against her. It's almost one person per day. I know. <laughs> like, he, Thurso had it on lock. Like, all of this about Elizabeth. He was like, yeah, like, here's 360 people saying, like, oh, oh, no. She did this. Um, but again, she wasn't at all in the actual court room. Um, but so you said that you read somewhere that the official murder count or the estimated one was 130, right? It was over 130. Over 100. Yeah. Okay, good. Because um, in all of my sources, they said that the murder count was estimated between 80 people and 650 people over the span of her lifetime before she was caught. Yeah. Thus, um, that's why she's known as the most prolific female serial killer of all time. Obviously. And, you know, last episode, I um, said that for every serial killer, I was going to list out the names of the victims, but unfortunately, they happen. that would take three hours, and also we do not have the records for all of the victims that she did kill. Um, actually, I don't think we have any records of the victims that she killed, which we'll get into later. Um, so it's finally 1611. Her confidants are put to trial and they're executed, except for that one woman who was like, I just feed the servants and I kind of take part, but also I care for them when they're in the torture chamber. She was uh, put in prison for life. So she didn't die. <laughs> she just, Right away. Right away, exactly. Um, and then this is the second most famous image of Elizabeth. Um, she was actually confined to one of the dungeons in her castle for the rest of her life. The story, the legend goes that she was put in a tower and they built the walls around her so she would never be able to escape. But she was uh, put in a dungeon in her own castle. And that is where she died on August 21st, 1614. And interestingly, her corpse is missing and it has been missing to this very day. So there's that. Ooh, spooky. So what do we think of Elizabeth and her uh, interesting tale of um, blood? You know? Well, I mean, if she was built, like, with the tower, then, like, obviously they won't know where the tower is. Well, I mean, like, okay, so the story of her corpse ugh, um, is that they did take her out once she after a few weeks and things started to smell they were like okay she's obviously dead so they took her out buried her somewhere the townsfolk were like we don't want her buried here what are you thinking so they were like okay so supposedly her body was taken to her family's grave like mausoleum and buried there but the tomb was like people went into the tomb in like 1994 i think um and her corpse was nowhere to be found the marker for her body was nowhere to be found either that so was the like, year my sister was born. Well, there you go. But, I mean, personally, the family probably was like, I don't want her here either. Yeah. Because, like, it's a really bad name for you. That's true. <laughs> and so they probably were like, well, we're not going to tell anyone about this. Mm -hmm. And so, because they were probably like, Save I don't face, want but don't actually do it. association with her. Yeah. And so they probably were like, bye. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Um, so. Yeah, probably. So, you think this is the end of the story, 
bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. But, I was actually about to ask, like, I wonder what happened to her kids. Oh, yeah. With, ha- like, four I, of them. I wish I could tell you, but... Like you don't want to ruin the next story. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> like I searched for what happened and I couldn't find anything. Um, uh, you know, I would assume they probably just dropped off the record, not wanting to really the face of the earth. Exactly. They probably like moved out of Hungary. I would hope. That's what I would do. I'd just leave, change my name, um, take but, some money. Exactly. Um, but so, I had always heard the story of her being this horrific woman who killed a bunch of people and like bathed in blood you are not about to tell me that she did good things uh well she didn't do good things um i in almost every one of my sources they had this little caveat they were like but here's an alternative to the story that maybe you haven't thought about and there was this one source that i'll admit was not very you know not written very well and their their own you know sources and citations were a bit Blah. But I did find I did find people, you know, supporting this idea. Um, so at the time, women, of course, were considered second class in society. Even if you were a noble woman, you were considered second class. Um, so some people theorize that a lot of the men in Elizabeth's life did not like the fact that she was head of her household did not like the fact that she was in charge of so much and she had no man telling her what to do. So a lot of people theorize, and again, this is just theory, um, an interesting one, but a theory, uh, that she she did nothing wrong. Like, she didn't kill as many people as was recorded. That the the men in power at the time saw her as a threat to their society and they were like okay let's do this let's fabricate this lie about her make people hate her make people fear her so that maybe down the line if something like this happens again people will fear the other woman that's acting like this or they just were like i don't want other women to see that they're fine without a man yeah and so because like she lived most of her life without a man, like, telling mm-hmm. her what to do. And she had this huge estate. Mm-hmm. And she was able to live her life without a man. And yeah. she was just trotting along, doing mm-hmm. fine. And so they probably were like, I don't want other girls to see this and see that they don't need us. Right. When they really do. Right. And I think I just thought when I found this out, it like for me changed the whole story and it made me think of it. And I'm not saying like I don't think that she, you know, didn't kill people because, again, like this time period, you could kill a few servants and get away with it, unfortunately. But like especially if you're as powerful as she was. But I don't know, just just this idea, this fact that a lot of people sort of were talking about was very interesting to me that you know, maybe the legend that we know of the blood countess was Isn't just as true as it is. Exactly. It was just like fabricated as a way to sort of say to women, like, this is what happens when you get too much power and this is what you should, you know, fear. You know, I just thought that was a really interesting um, story. And then like Another side I saw was that she was so in debt to a bunch of high-powered people. They were like, well, let's just let's just blame her for all of this stuff. Kill her. 
and then take all of her land, which is a little bit less interesting theory to me. But, you know, probably still plausible at that time. You know, it's a little extreme, obviously, but. Or, I mean, she could have really had like a sickness ravage her castle and that's why everyone died. (laughs) I just think there's a lot of like theories out there. Obviously, the one that is probably most likely because it is recorded so well is is the fact that she did kill a lot of people um, on purpose. But, you know, I think it's interesting to think about the other sides of the story that, you know, maybe she well not think about but acknowledge the other side. And I'm not saying like she was such a good person, like like she's just misunderstood. No, she was a horrible person. You know, she was disgusting and I'm I hate that she hurt so many people and destroyed so many lives but I think it's interesting to maybe think about the other side and think you know maybe this happened or blah 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 you know just theorize and stuff yeah um and one fun fun little fact uh that I learned while researching this it made me smile a little bit but she actually was the inspiration behind Dracula Bram Stoker's Dracula so when you like asked about like do you believe in vampires and all that i mm-hmm. thought of count dracula yeah and then i was like oh well maybe she's talking about like Vlad, the impaler yeah mm-hmm. and i was like hmm i wonder and then you said her and i was like oh well i know her too <laughs> <laughs> perfect um no vlad the impaler and elizabeth bathory were both major components to what eventually became the story of dracula which is just a fun little story that I, I thought was real cool. Um, and then, of course, there was another there's another story about a girl in America who people thought she was a vampire. And that also contributed to part of the legend of Dracula. But that, all I can think about is like Sesame Street's like Dracula. <laughs> OK. One. What is ha, it? Ha. <laughs> the Count. Yes. Oh, God. What a weird what a weird episode this is talking about blood countess and the the count from sesame street all right well on that note (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much for listening to um this episode i really appreciate it if you want to stay up to date with everything that is hey have you heard about you can follow me on twitter at h-h-y-h-a podcast that's h-h-y-h-a podcast and that link along with all the links to the sources are going to be in the description or you know the notes or wherever you're watching um if you could please subscribe if you're on youtube um spotify or itunes and please leave a good review because it really does help it really does also you know comment she can tell me how great I did. Yes. Because absolutely. I was like really stressing out about this all week. <laughs> no, you did fine. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening and I will see you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>